You're now listening to Adulting with Vicky. It's a coming-of-age podcast about millennials navigating adulthood. I'll talk about anything from life after college to bridging generational gaps, social media, and most importantly, being your best self. Join me, Vicky Wynn, as I figure out how to be an adult. Hey guys, and welcome back to Adulting with Vicky. Today, I'm joined by Brittany Level. She's an actress, singer, model, and director. You may have seen her act alongside Gabrielle Union, Glee's Raven Goodwin, and Woody McLean. And in this coming year, you're going to catch her in The Purge and BET's The Bobby Brown Story, which premieres in September. So Brittany, what, are, what projects are you currently up to right now? I'm... Um currently just well not just finished but it's been like a long weekend of just promoting for the bobby brown movie because it premieres tomorrow awesome (laughs) the fifth so it's a two-night event i'm just getting off of like the whole luda day weekend uh that that happens here in atlanta georgia so that's i think that's pretty much over and i'm kind of recouping from that (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's good i mean i bet it was tiring like what was the filming schedule like just for the bobby brown story we started filming i want to say april it was april yeah i believe april or we ended in april it was a while ago it was for you know the main actors it was every single day i was on set for about two weeks straight and you know my call time would be like five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and then I would have to, you know, get in hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. That, that took literally, because this is the first time that, you know, they had to like put a wig on me because it's, it's a timepiece and it was in the eighties. So I had to have like the eighties hairstyle and clothing. So my hair probably took maybe like an hour makeup probably took a little less than that. And then we'd be on set until I'd probably be there until like, depending on how long it's filmed at a different time it's not in sequence so it took us maybe maybe like a 14 15 hour day yeah oh man i'm longer (laughs) (laughs) is there anything about the bobby brown story that you can tell the listeners yeah to kind of get a taste of what it is oh my gosh yes so for anybody that saw new edition this honestly is just about bobby this movie is absolutely amazing. I saw some of it two days ago, the premiere. It was like an hour and 30 minutes of what we got to see. And bravo. I mean, I told Bobby, I was like, he's amazing. Like, to be able to share this, so brave. Like, such a brave guy to give his whole life story and everything that he's gone through. Mm-hmm. I'm, I know everybody is going to absolutely love this no way that you can't all of the actors did an absolutely amazing job the cast is perfect for this movie i can't wait for everybody to see it it's gonna be you guys are definitely gonna you're gonna get to know bobby a little bit more and probably understand him a, a whole lot better like it's such a great movie i'm excited for it oh man so what can you tell us about his story without giving too much away it's not what everybody thinks it really isn't this is I mean, he's a human being, just like everybody else. We start out, we see a little bit, you know, of his background as a child, which was not something that, you know, I would want my future kids to go through. He had to do what he had to do in order to survive. And he pretty much takes us through the beginning, like a little bit right before he gets into New Edition. And then pretty much start with him being a 
a young adult and his career just now starting out. We get to see his girlfriends and how that hall played out Mm -hmm. and how his relationship was with the late and great, beautiful Whitney Houston up until his wife now, Alicia Brown, who is an absolutely amazing person. She helped produce this movie as well. And yeah, they they were both very hands-on. Her and Bobby were both on set every single day. Wow. Even with the funeral with, you know, unfortunately his baby girl passing away, Bobby Christina. And you're going to get Bobby. You're going to get the raw of him. Everything that we we didn't get to see. Mm -hmm. What the media didn't show you. They kind of villainized him. And he is... He's not a bad person at all. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I feel like, you know, especially when there are movies that are supposed to be about somebody's life, it's it's hard because it's that one person's take on it. And so, you know, if they're villainized, you know, everybody is such a everyone is a multidimensional person and you know we have our goods and bads and all of this and so I think it's important to have a story like this be told. And so what part do you play in the movie right now? I play Malika Williams, which is his pretty much his girlfriend way before, you know, he was Bobby Brown. (laughs) (laughs) It is the mother of his first child, uh, Landon Brown. And I play that role. We start out with me as 16 years old. Um, Malika got pregnant very young. Bobby had just done his very first video, Girlfriend. And then we'll see me again through on the second night as we get older. And Landon has grown up a little bit and... Their dynamic, um, you know, between him and his former girlfriends and wives, we're, we're going to get all of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm excited to watch this. And some things that I didn't even know. I, I saw a bit of it, like I said, and I was just like, oh, oh what? I think people are going to be very surprised. They're going to they're going to love it. Oh, my God. I'm glad this role for you. It sounds so amazing and it's great because of you know all the different types of roles that you've told me you've played before and so why don't we get into a little bit of that like how did you even get started in this industry well I always knew that I wanted to act I always knew that I could but I didn't I didn't know the basics and I didn't want to go and embarrass myself as though I did so (laughs) I wanted to make sure that I actually liked the process of acting Um, and what I mean by that is Everybody sees the glitz and glamour side. Mm-hmm. Um, even at a young age, I knew that there was more to it. I was just like, okay, well, let me see if I actually like it. So as I got a little bit older, I started out as an extra just to be on a set. And my first movie was ATL. It was directed by Chris Robinson and it was starring T.I., the rapper T.I. I am aware. <laughs> I like him. <Yeah. laughs> and I was on that set just as an extra and they kind of like started to bump me up and I got like camera time and then the casting for extras just started to continuously call me to be an extra until one day they called me to be a stand-in I want to I hope I don't butcher her last name Garcelle Bias. um she is uh, an actress that played on the Jamie Foxx show she played fancy on the Jamie Foxx show and I was like oh my gosh yeah so basically what a stand-in does is exactly what the actor does. We're, we're called second team. So when the actor is getting their hair and makeup done or changing into another outfit, they put the stand-in there. So we had to be up 
And we left when the actors did. And that was the first time that I got a taste of being like, oh, my God, this was a 20 hour day. (laughs) So as a stand in, I'm trying to understand because I don't know anything about acting. So you're standing in for them. Is it only showing like your backside and like the side of you? No, you're not seen on camera. Oh, okay. You are like a double. You have to be pretty much the same height and the same complexion. That's all they need because Mm. they need to see what it's going to look like. It's pretty much going through the motion. Oh, I see. And then they bring in the real actors. It saves time. You're a time saver. Mm. Okay, got it. Time is money. (laughs) (laughs) And I liked it. I loved it. I decided to get serious about it. So I started taking acting classes here in Atlanta. I picked the one that was best for me. It was Nick Conti's acting studio. Did that until I felt like I had a foundation and I learned the basics and lingo and how you're supposed to stand and what you take to an audition. And they were absolutely amazing and taught me everything that I could. And my goal was to just, I was like, okay, I think I'm ready for an agent now. And I got my headshots done and I booked my first role within the first month of getting my headshots. It was an independent film, but. I booked it and I started to build up my resume that way and doing like local commercials and stuff like that. And I gave myself a time frame to be like, okay, I need to have an agent before fourth quarter. And that's pretty much before the holidays start. So it's quiet because everybody is out of town and they're enjoying the holiday. So you're not going to get anything mm-hmm. until probably mid January. So from September to mid January, I would have, been dormant and I'm like oh no I don't have anything and the 21st December 21st it was the greatest Christmas gift ever I got a phone call from my agency now privileged talent agency and they were like we want to sign you and I was like oh my god yes (laughs) oh my god so what were all your thoughts leading up to that you know were you anxious about whether or not you would even get a call back from an agency or did you feel you know pretty solid at where you were at it was a little bit of both I hate waiting I get anxiety really bad (laughs) where it might turn into like oh god I'm gonna have a panic attack but I was tunnel vision I was so focus on my goal it was to the point where it was just like no this is going to happen I want it that bad I know it's going to happen I just didn't think it was going to happen that soon and once I didn't hear anything I was like okay just keep working just try your best to like get into student films and stuff but I was never worried I was more anxious I was just like come on somebody call me back the one that did was the agency that I actually really really wanted they a very um, small boutique agency and because I didn't want to get lost in the mix of a bigger agency. Mm-hmm. And they were my first choice and they were the first to call me. So the universe and God were just like, yep, you, I spoke it and I got it. So. Oh my God. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I love it so much just because it's like, you know how you said tunnel vision. It reminds me of Gary Vaynerchuk, the guy that I told you about in our previous call. And, yeah. you know, he always says, work hard, keep your head down. Like, don't watch what other people are doing. Just focus on yourself, focus on you. And you honestly just seem in love yeah. with this journey. And like, you're addicted to the ground. You yeah. like waking <laughs> up at like 3 and 4 a.m. for like call times. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you're willing to put in all that work It's like, yeah, you're going to be successful because you're not letting yourself fail. You're not making that an option. Yeah, it's not an option. That's not an option. That's not even in my vocabulary. That word makes no sense to me. When people say I failed, no, you didn't. It just didn't work the way that you wanted it to. And it's not a fail. It's a lesson. Don't do it that way again. Try it a different way. Look at it a different way. 
and then learn from that and then fix it and then keep going. It's never a fail, ever. It's a lesson. And the only thing that I think you could fail is if you quit. I totally agree with you. I'm sure like throughout your journey, it wasn't always completely smooth either. So then what were some of those lessons that you had to learn so that, you know, you wouldn't do them again? I had to learn to be less anxious for everything. I'm a very, when I'm focused on something, I'm like, oh no, I have to get it done like right now. And there were times where I did, I wanted to, I wanted to quit because this industry, it is not easy. It's just, it's not, you get told no every single day and you get told no for things that you can't change i've been told no you're too pretty what because yeah because of the way that i look or your hair is too long or you're too short these are things that i cannot fix those are reasons it's a certain look sometimes that they're going for it's always something it's weird it's an odd thing and so when people tell me no I don't hear no, I hear not now. And I always know that the parts that are for me, I will get. Mm. Nobody can take anything that already belongs to me. It's mine already. So when I'm like, oh, no, I didn't get the part. It wasn't for me to get. And then I see the person who did. And I was like, oh, yeah, probably wasn't going to be good for that anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like what's for me is for me. And you have to be focused and you have to, it's really hard to stay as positive, you know, getting doors slammed in your face like every day for stuff that you can't fix. But then you have to realize it's not my fault. It's not because I can't act. It's because my, I don't know, my fingers were too long. You know, what I mean? <laughs> it had nothing to do with my talent. That was a huge hurdle to get over. I was like, I don't understand. There was a period of time that I just was not booking anything. And what I was afraid of was that my agency was going to let me go. And believe it or not, the day that I booked Bobby Brown, I was in the middle of typing an email to my agent telling him that I'm not doing this anymore. <gasps> and, oh, man. Yeah, Seriously? Seriously. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, See, like, the, wor- the universe was telling you don't quit now. Yes. Like, can you imagine if you is, press send? You know how people are like, could you imagine if you had done that a day earlier, if you had just given up? Yeah. It's always like, very moment the moment that you feel like you're gonna break is just like keep pushing because it's gonna happen yeah just keep pushing and I don't want to and then it's not a thing of like if you, if you have the skill if you have the talent then of course and I'm not gonna sit up here and be like oh yeah everybody can act that's not true and it's not yeah Everybody's like, oh, I can do that. That's easy. <laughs> it's so not easy. Oh, my God. Dude, I can't even, like I told you, like, I can't even talk right a lot of the time. It's like talking is hard. Not looking awkward is difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like I told you, you're a professional. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I my heart is to, you know, like, I've seen uh, sometimes where there's actors that'll be on set and they... I mean, don't get me wrong, there's times to, you know, have fun and yeah. all of that, but then to kind of waste people's time and, like, you don't know your lines and you didn't come prepared. Like, you're at work. If this were a nine to five, they'd fire you. It's a job. True. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I feel like sometimes I don't, I don't really do that. Like, I go and I do what I need to do. And if, you know, they say, hey, we're going to do this after we wrap on set. And I'm like, yeah, like if I'm not tired, if I'm not completely like burnt out, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's go bowling or whatever it is that we're going to do. But when I'm on set, the most important people in the room is the other person because 
it's not about me. It's about bringing this, this film or this project to life. Like the words on, it's just words on a piece of paper. What I do with it is going to determine how good this movie may or may not turn out. And I don't come to fail. (laughs) (laughs) I come to, I come to slay. I come to rock any and everything that I do. Cause I don't want anybody going, Oh, she's not a good actor. She can't act like, no, no, no. Yeah, like, you're not going to give people a reason to say otherwise. Yeah. You're going to show them <laughs> that you can do it. I feel like that type of mindset, you saying that, you know, the most important person is the other, I feel like that works in life, too. Yeah. Sometimes you got to take yourself out of the situation and realize, you know, on the bigger end, what am I doing? Exactly. I tell people that all the time. People say, I don't understand why people are so mean. And then what they want to do is return the favor and be mean to them. And I think I'm like, you have no idea what that person is going through in this moment in time. I can understand people just blindly and that's their thing. They're just mean people, but it's not a, it's really not against me. I don't know what happened to you. Yeah. I don't know what happened to you yesterday. I don't know what happened to you two seconds ago. I don't know what's going on in your head. So when people are rude and just like, okay, I'm going to go now. And then I know you at like a distance. (laughs) I always, I say this now, like my energy is on a budget and I'm not going to spend it on the BS. Oh, that's good. That's good. (laughs) I'm sure like being in this industry and everything, you've had to choose surrounding yourself with people who are good for you, not people who are toxic or going to pull you down or anything. And even just balancing out relationships or your time. Like, what was that like? Yeah. I've actually, I've lost people and it's kind of weird how it happened because I started even just like a, a, a betterment of Britain journey, maybe like two years ago, because I had to, I had to make sure that my mind didn't get, get away from me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I said, I, I have this journal that I have and it's pretty much a contract between me, God and the universe. And so whatever I write down in it, I'm like, this is going to happen. So I was like, this is what I want. And I'm not going to take no for an answer. And when I said, I I just want the people around me that love me and that are going to support me and tell me the truth at all times. Maybe like a few months later, I had like, I had like two friends left. Oh, man. (laughs) And I didn't know what was going on. And then I had to think about it. it in moments and times where you're like, what is happening? I, I hear people be like, God, why me? Yeah. You have to think about it. What did you just ask for, Britt? And it's just like, oh, yeah. And then on this journey, I know that everybody's not going to be able to come with me just because they're not they're not good for you or they have a toxic type of mentality. They're always depressed or they're always sad. And that was something that I didn't want in my camp. And then the moment... The moment that I let these people go, it was like they were being replaced with what I needed and who needed to be around me. And these are like some of the best people that I've I've ever met in my life. And I'm just like, where the heck were you guys? And it's like, oh, yeah, probably couldn't have come into my life at that moment because I was holding on to something that didn't belong to me in the first place. Yeah. And then it's like you made yourself ready for that. Yeah. That's like opening yourself up to these things. And it's like maybe if you did meet those people while you still had those possibly toxic people in your life, like who's to say your relationship would have been the same as it is now? Exactly. Man, crazy how things happen for a reason. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's always for a reason. And I I feel like it's always to 
it's always to better yourself. And another thing that I've learned not to do is to tell the universe what I'm not going to do. So if I say, okay, yep, you know what? I actually want to book a blockbuster film. And then some something says, oh, you're going to have to move to Cali. And then you go, I'm not moving to California. I'm not moving to LA. Well, you're not going to book that blockbuster film unless you do that. <laughs> so I don't say no. Yeah. That's no, that's good. I'm just like, well, if I'm supposed to move, if I'm supposed to do this, <laughs> whatever I'm supposed to do, yeah. Um, it's almost like that movie, Yes, Man, and then everything gets better <laughs> once you start, don't fight it, and you'll know. You know what I mean? Like, you, I feel like people, your body always knows what to do and what not to do, and we call it, oh, our first mind, or it's just like, oh no, it wasn't your first mind. It's just. You knew what to do in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's never, we only have one brain. So <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I probably should have listened to that little boy. Speaking of saying that you will never not do something, were there ever any roles that you really wanted to book and then you find out, you know, they want you to do something and you're just like, no? Or, you know, starting out as an actress, you're kind of like, oh, I'll, I'll try it. No, yeah, definitely. Um, when I first started, I, I was, yes, I'm saying yes to everything. And then I started getting roles that were asking me to be naked or show my boobs or, you know, be the side chick for somebody's husband. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't promote this in my real life. No, I've turned down a bunch of roles. I've turned down roles where Robert De Niro is involved and they're like, yeah, we need you to show your boobs. I'm like, no. <laughs> what? How does that benefit me? Like, that doesn't get me my next meaty role it's just like oh that's the girl that's going to show her boobs let's call her in and I'll always be that that girl and I didn't want to do that I was like no I take my craft and my art very serious and I was I said I was like no I'm never going to be naked but then I got a role that was just absolutely I couldn't say no it was just too beautifully written and it was just too amazing to say no. And yes, in a way I was naked, but it was just very respectful and artfully done in this movie called Bolden, which is about the man who pretty much gave us jazz. His name is Buddy Bolden. And it was a timepiece as well. And we had all these newborn, gorgeous babies that we got to hold on to. And I don't want to give away like too much of the movie. I don't even, I think it's out. It was like out a really long time ago, but it was just this beautiful scene. And when I heard about it, I was like, yep, this one I'll do. And that's one of the times I was like, yeah, I got to stop saying what I'm not going to do. <laughs> I, I feel like I would block my, had I not done that, I would have blocked my blessings because that was a SAG film. Like that was like one of my first SAG. And then um, it got me to get more SAG. And then the more that I got, they, the more that they called me in. It was an avenue to get to where I needed to be. And had I not taken that avenue, I probably wouldn't even be on this film. Yeah, I mean, it really just goes back to what you were saying about, you know, you're taking the roles that are going to build you up and like get you ready for the next one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, it really did. And all the people that I met, like the people that I met on Bobby, oh, I, I honestly, like, I just was, why? Why hadn't I met these people before? And it's just like, well, you kind of weren't mentally ready to be put in that space. So that's one reason. And then it, everything, it happens for a reason, for sure. And then I had to, I had to go to that low point and be like, I'm going to quit. <laughs> and, order, and I feel like had I not done that, I wouldn't have brought the same thing to the character. 
It was just a lesson. I had to learn that lesson. It's like, no, no, no. It's okay to feel it is. And it is. It's okay to feel like at some point you may not be doing everything right or it doesn't. You're sad. It's okay to be upset and sad. But the, the way that you build yourself is to say, okay, yep, that hurt. Let me figure out the next time because it's going to happen again. How do I get over that hurdle the next time without getting my feelings hurt? And I ended up having to bring that to this character. Oh, I just, yeah, no, I can totally hear you. I'm just like, I mean, I'm in awe of what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's definitely a process. And then the, the next one that you guys are missing on The Purge, I was like 14 and then I go to play like 16 and then I'm like 18 and all these different scenes. And I was just like, yeah. I can relate to a lot of what this character is going through. And the only reason I can relate is because there was something that was similar to what she was going through. And that's where you get to pull from. I get to pull from all these life lessons. And she's like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I understand that. I, I've gone through that. Let me go back to that day and remember how I felt. And it's, it makes the process a little bit easier instead of being like, oh, no, I don't, I don't know that feeling, you know? Yeah. In this whole thing, I feel like the theme of why you're successful is because it's like, you know who you are and you act you actually trust yourself and you trust the process. Because I feel like when a lot of people are going after their passions and their doubts in their head, they don't trust themselves and they don't trust like, hey, I'm good enough. You are. You just need to get yourself there. Yeah. You and that's, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that. That is a very big thing in life. The fact that you're here, you are good enough. You're the only you. You'll never happen again. Who you are will never be again. Exactly. And you're enough. I hope people like get that. You are enough. Don't ever think. And if you if you don't feel like you are enough, think about why that is. And then change it. Nothing's solidified until you're in the ground. You, you know what I mean? Like you, there's always room for improvement. You can fix this. It's possible. If anything, I hope that people take away from this interview is that they you are enough. Don't ever think that you're not enough. You're you're alive. You're doing a lot better than the people that didn't wake up today. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, always believe that you are good enough. And the moment you do that, it's just like claim it and just be like, okay, yeah, I didn't get that one, but it's okay. I'll get the next one. And if you don't get the next one, it'll, it'll happen. happen. Yeah. And then to your point of what you're saying with there's no other you but you, that is so true because, you know, even if we have similar experiences to each other, we are built up of so many different experiences, like so many different factors in our life. Yeah, most definitely. I think that's uh, with this Bobby Brown movie, people are going to see why he decided to have some of the decisions, why he decided to do some of the, certain, the, the things that he did. And then you, you also get to see like this family man. And I know a lot of people are like, what? But he, he is so grounded in his family. It's amazing. Like, he's a really great person. He's Bobby Brown. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but he's, he will always be Bobby. But he, it's more than just what people put out in the media. I can't wait for everybody to see it. It's going to be like everybody will have a sense. And I mean, you know, people are still going to have their opinions. But I'm going to say right now, Bobby Brown is an absolutely amazing person. His wife, Alicia, they complement one another, too. It's just beautiful. That couple is just like goals. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they complement one another so well. 
they're amazing. I mean, I'm so excited to see you in this movie, okay. but I want to know, like, what is next for you? What is next for Brittany? So I'm actually going to be back and forth um, between Atlanta and L.A. I think my next thing is Fashion Week. Tomorrow, I'm going to the watch party premiere of Bobby Brown, who watched it with all of Bobby's fans and my family, and everybody's going to be tuned into this tomorrow. So I'm going to be at that premiere, do a couple of interviews out in LA for LA Fashion Week, and yeah, just kind of promoting this movie as well as A Purge that actually also premieres tomorrow. So awesome. and then I think for the rest of the after after the premiere, I'll be back in the studio working on my EP, so. Oh my god, you you are such a freaking powerhouse. Can I just say that? <laughs> like, like you're like, oh yeah, you know, casual. I'm just gonna go to Fashion Week, and then you know, go to this other like premiere party, and then you yeah, know, I mean, just like, just it's, casually it's a, put out an EP. It's a part of the. It's a part of it. Like, I pick and choose. You know what the things that I want to do. Yesterday, I didn't do anything. I was just absolutely exhausted, and I had to rest my voice so that I can get back into the studio finish up my EP which I'm very excited for everyone to hear so yeah you're gonna have is, to keep me up on that so I can reshare it with people that's a whole nother side that's like me being able to give my emotions away without being seen <laughs> <laughs> like it's just being heard like this is more of those, those songs are more you know me and what I've been going through so this one's a big deal yeah no I'm excited to keep up with your journey so how can people keep up with you you can follow me on all of my social media. It's my name. Instagram is the Brittany Level. Twitter is Brittany Level, and of course on Facebook it's Brittany Level, and it's spelled B R I T T N Y. And my last name Level L E V E L. That is how you guys can keep up with me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I had such a great time getting to know you and hearing everything that you have to say, especially your values and your perspective on this. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, this was a super cool interview. Like, thank you so much for having me on here. This is anytime. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay, guys. So tune in next week. I'm going to have another interview for you guys. But thank you so much for listening. Bye. As always, thank you for tuning in to Adulting with Vicky. I'm continually working hard to improve the show. So if you have any feedback or topic ideas or want advice on anything, you can get in contact with me online at victoriadnguyen.com or hello.victoriadnguyen at gmail.com. Audio engineering by Alyssa Bernal. Intro remix courtesy of Shadow. Find him on Instagram as lshadow. That's E-L-S-H-D-W. You can also keep up with me via Instagram. My handle is victoriadnguyen underscore. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you have a minute, it would mean so much to me if you would rate and write a review for the show. Thank you so much again, guys. I'll talk to you next week.